<clears throat> Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the Fumorosity Podcast by Power88 Demon Radio, along with Secret Weapons Consulting. I am your wonderful host, Justin Tucker, along with my good friend, CJ Medeiros. CJ, how you doing tonight? Hey, man. Uh, it's, you know how I am. It's always a good day to be on the podcast, you know, talk some football. Can't mm-hmm. complain. I can't complain. I am incapable of complaining. <laughs> Tell me about it. Uh, we got a lot of things to talk to you about. Ten, uh, I want to say 10 moves ahead of the trade and trade deadline today, along with, you know, you know how the Ravens do. Uh, Vikings six and one. How well they'll do. But first, first things first. How about them Patriots in that win? Yes, uh, on Sunday. Yes, hear uh, ye, hear ye. Bill Belichick is the greatest coach of all time, and all is. those who say otherwise shall be drawn and quartered. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding about the drawing and quartering part. But but Bill Belichick is you know. Most wins, most Super Bowl wins by a head coach ever. Second most wins of all time. Hey, uh, I'm just saying, greatest coach ever. And before you little monsters be like, oh, my God, it was Tom Brady. Pats are four and four, and the Bucks are like, what, three and five? Yeah, we're 500. They're two games below 500. Don't ever say that again. Don't bring up that divorced man to me. Although... <laughs> Although we all love Tom Brady, let's face it, we do, we do. But like, come on, it, it, you got to give Bill his props here. I agree. First things first, congratulations for lasting that long, and congratulations for getting to this three hundred and twenty-fifth game, second all time. I think. Yeah, second all time. Did he pass George Halas, or is he on his way to George Halas? I can't. Uh, no, he's on his way to Don Shula. He just passed George yeah, Halas. That's what I thought. Yeah, Halas said three twenty-four. I think Shula has three forty-seven. Bill's so well on his way. Not too far away. But congratulations to Bill Belichick. He still has some problems to deal with, mainly at the quarterback spot and the weapons area. But yeah, there overall, overall, I think they. The Patriots have done a good job with what they have. Yes, I'm talking about quarterback. They need to address that. I'm not saying trade Mac Jones or anything like that, but he needs to play better. That's an obvious one. Well, yeah, he doesn't trust our organization. He has he literally broke his confidence during that Bears game. But and yeah, but and also the offensive line needs to not let him get sacked six times. But look, I look. You saw how good Mac was his rookie year. So mm-hmm. I mean, we know what he can be, and we saw him in Alabama. We know what his potential is. It's just you know we just got to keep building, you know, especially yeah. after we like broke his confidence. We have to like let him get his feet wet again. Plus, remember he got injured in that Ravens game. So, and, you know, young young man getting hurt. Oh, oh, look at you reveling in our quarterback's injury, aren't you? Just I'm not reveling at the quarter. I'm not reveling at the injury. I'm reveling at the you know victory. Uh-huh. All right. I can accept it. I do accept it, in fact. But look, I, I do believe in Mac, and I do think that he has the potential to be the quarterback of the future. Well, you know, he just needs to rebuild his confidence again. But other than that, uh, yeah, I just – there's really not a whole lot to say, but no matter whether you love him or hate him, you have to give your props to Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. Tip your cap. Yeah. And, and look, and I – I know he's 70, but I do believe 
that one day he will surpass Don Shula. I really honestly do. Okay, so all right, so so, all right, so uh, for those of us at home, let's crunch some numbers, shall we? I believe Tom Shula has 347 wins, correct? And Bill Belichick has 325. That's only 22 games. There are now 17 games in a season, and that we still have. So the Patriots have already played eight games. So, so that literally means we have nine more games left. You know, mm-hmm. as you know, 22 minus nine is 13. So there's a very real chance he gets 347 within the next three years. Two years if the Pats make a dramatic turnaround. But three is probably a lot more likely. Three years. Yeah, yeah. But this was going to happen. I said good. Yeah, God willing, if he's healthy enough, I do believe he'll get to that 347. Don't, don't, don't jinx it. Don't jinx it, man. Yeah, yeah. For those who can't hear, we're knocking on wood because Bill – no, no, no. We can't let him die. We're going to, like, carve out his brain and put it in, like, a robot or something so we can keep going. <laughs> and just yeah. have him as the Patriots' permanent head coach for life. Well, I mean, if it ain't broke, some will say it's broke, some not. But, you know, whether – even I know some Pats fans are divided on Bill at this time. I know I have some misgivings when it comes to his managerial role. But long story short – no matter how you feel, whether you're a Pats fan or not, whether you love Bill or hate Bill, you, you got to give him credit for being for at this time having the second most wins ever and having a really good shot at becoming the winningest head coach of all time. He already has the most rings, so why not just grab the most wins too? Okay, fair enough. Uh, before we move on to our next topic, how far are the Patriots going this year? Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, so... I did some soul searching, you know, I looked high. I looked low for answers. I searched far and I searched wide. And Mm -hmm. I think our ceiling this year is probably 10 and seven. And our floor, I would argue is ironically seven and 10. Because let's face it, we don't have an easy schedule. We really don't. We have one of the harder schedules in the league, but, but anything can happen. We could play a really injured team. You know, we, we could or or we could have like a player just like have a massive breakout. You never know. But, yeah, that, that's my uh, parameters. But if I had to guess, I'd probably say about nine and eight. Oh, fair enough. I think nine and eight's a fair assessment. I'm not sure. Yeah. I try not to be biased. I'm not sure if they'll make the playoffs of the Jets, but I think they'll be in eh. contention for it. Yeah. Get that good draft pick. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Coming up. The Vikings are good this year. Six and one, playoff bound, it seems. So, oh, yeah. Vikings coming up next. You're listening to the Former Risky Podcast.
and gentlemen, boys and girls, I am your host, Justin Tucker, along with my good friend, CJ Medeiros. We are the Fumble Podcast. Coming up, the Minnesota Vikings. Now, at the beginning of the year, if you told me that the Minnesota Vikings would be 6-1 and one ahead of the head in the NFC North and playing for a home field game in the playoffs, I'll tell you, that doesn't sound like the Green Bay Packers and move out <laughs> move on with my life but unfortunately or fortunately if you are a minnesota vikings fan this is the reality that we live in kirk family members has been playing well justin jefferson though he's not getting the touchdowns we thought he would be getting he's still playing well dalvin cook is still playing well and overall that defense isn't looking too bad with the addition of zadarius smith so oh, no, not bad six and one uh cj how are you feeling about this minnesota vikings team the vikings I mean, I, I, Adam and I said before, uh, the, you know, before the season started that uh, the Vikings had a really solid shot at taking the division. In fact, don't quote me on this, but I believe they were our favorites. And a lot of people still thought that was weird because when it comes to the NFL, the Vikings are kind of like the redheaded stepchild. You don't <laughs> see it. And the only time it's there, you just assume it's a mirage, you know, especially in the playoffs, as you kick it back to the basement. But no, no, the Vikings are six and one. But that doesn't do the situation justice. We have to look at the division. Are you ready? Bear with me here. The Vikings are six and one. And then it's a tie for second place with the Green Bay Packers and the Chicago Bears. Yes, the Packers and the Bears are tied, kids. Let that sink in. Hear that knocking? Let that sink in. I'm sorry. That was bad. But but they're three and five. And, you know, and the Packers' woes are very real. The Bears are meh. And then there's the Lions that are one and six. Yeah. Funny how that works. I like Dan Campbell, but ugh, I don't know. So, yeah, the Vikings – at this point in time, I know it's about halfway through the season, and I know they always like to say it ain't over till it's over. But consider that if you know if things keep going the way they're going, the Vikings could very well be the second best team in the NFC. And of course, I'm thinking that Philly's probably going to be number one. Mm-hmm. And the Vikings' schedule is a little tough, but I think they can manage. Next, they have the Washington Commanders, where, ugh. Yeah, and they're in Washington. And let me tell you, if the defense doesn't get you, their decrepit turf will. Then they have the Bills. That's going to be a really good challenge for Justin Jefferson in that offense. Then you have the Cowboys that could go either way. The Patriots, where you should win, but they're a scrappy team, so who knows. You have the Jets, where eh, you should win that. The Lions that have a defense that should be working on the Las Vegas Strip, considering how many people score on it. Then you have the Colts, the Giants, the Packers, and the Bears. At bare minimum, you should, like in your final, uh, you know, in your final stretch here of ten games, I would argue you should come away with at bare minimum five wins. I like five. the barest minimum. Yeah, fair enough. I think they they should. And they sh- and if they actually play up to their potential, God forbid, because I know that that term is scary for the Vikings, they should get about seven to eight wins. 
It's feminine eight wins. So yeah, you're ranging from 11, 11 and six to about like 14 and three. Well, yeah, it all depends, you know, if we see that patented Vikings collapse. You never know. Yeah, but this is a good start for them. This is their first, like, 6-1 and one start since the 0-9 Packers with Brett Favre going to the NFC Championship game before inevitably throwing the ball away to the wrong team. That was <laughs> the Vikings, man. Uh, Brett Favre threw that horrendous interception to the, to the Saints defender and runs yeah. the other way. This isn't Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but hopefully they make the playoffs and they can actually do something well. If I'm a Minnesota fan, I'm thinking, don't break my heart this year. Either we either we win or we get blown out. I don't want it to be close because if it's close, oh, my God. I don't want to go through that again. But Kirk Cousins has been playing well. I don't think he's the type of quarterback that will just, like, rifle one in and it becomes a whole a – terrible interception i think he'll try to take care of the ball well and i think he has since he has the weapons like Dalvin cook and justin jefferson and now tj hopkinson will might we might be getting to that later intense <laughs> they might they they're looking serious i know i've never really had a problem with the minnesota defense they've been good i think this year they haven't been stellar as they once were but again i think that's because of the aging players they have on it but at the same time I believe they can rise up to the occasion every now and then. Just as long as they don't get, like, t- more than 24 points scored on them, I believe they can keep up. I think that's more than enough for that offense with the amount of potential that it has. And that left tackle they drafted last year, Christian. Darisaw? Darisaw. Good. Good. Oh, yeah. Beast. Mm-hmm. He's showing up, and he's showing y'all why he was a good pick. Oh, yeah. Overall, I'm – I'm satisfied with the Vikings this year. I'm satisfied with everything that's going on there. And this is a good turnaround for, for the first year as the head coach for Kevin O'Connor. Yeah. Kevin O'Connell has really been the key to unlock that offense. And you can tell, like, this young, unproven, like, explosive, you know, offensive coordinator could really get Kirk's juices flowing. And, and you could see – like how he was able to really maximize the potential of guys like Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson and even new acquisition Pro Bowl tight end TJ Hawkinson. And mm-hmm. look, and what do you get when you put all this together? A very special season. They literally haven't been this good, like Justin said, since 2009 when welfare defrauder Brett Favre was their quarterback. So, I mean, Vikings... I know the temptation to fall apart is very real. It is etched in your team's history, but don't do it. You have so, so much potential with that offense. And I'm not going to say an elite, but a serviceable unit on defense. I'm not saying you're going to go out and win the Super Bowl, but this could be a good building block for a road to success. Fair enough. Any final comments or is that that? That is the final comment. All right, uh, just make everything's all clear. Coming up, it's the Fumble Ruski Fantasy Fix. We are the Fumble Ruski Podcast.
you're back. Welcome to the Formal Rescue Podcast. I am your wonderful host, Justin Tucker, along with my good friend, CJ Medeiros. Coming up, we have the Formal Rescue Fantasy Fix, which is the waiver wire pickup. Some picks that me and the boys talk about to see if these are like good picks that you guys might want. Uh, CJ, would you do the honors this time? Oh, why, thank you, Justin. So when you're looking at running backs, you know, for some streamers, why not pick up Deontay Foreman? On the Carolina Panthers, no CMC and Chuba Hubbard's battling injuries. I present to you Deontay Foreman. Pick him up while he's hot. And running backs, if you haven't already, please do me a solid and pick up Tyler Algier from the Atlanta Falcons. These RB1s don't pop up often, and when they do, you got to grab them. Now, for wide receivers, I think it's time we look at the Browns' Donovan Peoples-Jones. Now, I know that Jacoby Brissett doesn't exactly inspire a lot of confidence, but, but Peoples-Jones has been getting the ball, so I totally would look at that. Next, for wide receivers, I'll look at Rondale Moore. Now, I know that the, with the Cardinals, they have uh, DeAndre Hopkins back, and I know that uh, you know the other guy there, uh, Hollywood Brown, is hurt, but A.J. Green is starting to fall out of favor there, and that means Rondell Moore could be a very good wide receiver, too, as like their speedster home run hitter. And for tight ends, I would think it wise to consider the Ravens' Isaiah Likely. Justin, do you have any thoughts on that? That, is, for the Ravens likely, that is likely a good pick right there. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, take it from Tuck. He knows his Ravens. And then Greg Dulcich mm-hmm. on the Denver Broncos. Because doesn't look like Albert O is going to cut it, and Dulcich is coming right for that job. And if you have a tight end on by, pick up Dulcich. What, I mean, what could it hurt? Now, quarterback streamers. This is interesting. Justin Fields versus Miami. Now, Fields has inexplicably become not terrible, putting you know beating the Patriots and putting up a solid performance last week as well. So, will he continue to ride that high? His upside is great, and the Miami defense has been kind of shaky lately, so uh, why not give him a try? And quarterback streamers, Geno Smith. Geno Smith finally showed that the New York Giants are a paper-win team at, you know, by uh, putting up over like 20 fantasy points last week. I had him in one of my leagues. I can attest he's very good. So he's going to be going up against the pillow Charmin Soft, some will call it the Charmin Soft Arizona Cardinals defense. You better start him. Start him for me. And when you look at defense streamers, think of the Minnesota Vikings at Washington. Now, we said the Vikings defense wasn't an elite unit, but you know what else is an elite? The Washington offense. Put the Vikings down for put the Vikings defense down for a good day in that game. And then finally. We have the Bengals versus the Carolina Panthers. Now, the Bengals' defense is slightly better than the Falcons, and and I know that Carolina just had an amazing game against Atlanta where they put up 30-some-odd points, but come on. What are the odds that the Carolina offense with XFL quarterback P.J. Walker is going to do that again? Not likely. So, please, pick up the Bengals' defense if you have no other choice. You're not going to regret it. Back to you, old, old buddy there, Justin. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Coming up, the trade deadline has happened, and look at some of these trades that have happened. You are listening to the Formal Rookie Podcast.
Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, Ben Kentucky, along with my good friend, CJ Mondieros. We are the From Revolution Podcast. Coming up, we are talking about the trade deadline. Now, a lot of things have happened at the trade deadline, more so than usual. A couple of things to talk about. Rogan Smith to the Ravens. <laughs> you know how it is. Bradley Chubb to the Dolphins. Chase Claypool to the Bears. Calvin Ridley to the Jaguars. William Jackson to the Steelers. Hines to the Bills and many other other things. Out of all these trade deadline deals that have happened so far, which one is the best in your opinion? Huh. That's a question. Now, it's either Bradley Chubb to the Dolphins or Roquan Smith to the Ravens. I lean Roquan Smith because the Ravens literally didn't have to give up a first-round pick. They gave up a second and a fifth for one of the better middle linebackers in the league. And he's going to add to the already scary defensive core that already, at least with the linebackers, boasts Patrick Queen. Mm-hmm. So, But I won't turn my nose up at Chubb. You know, Miami did have to give up a little bit more to obtain him. I know they gave up one of their running backs, I believe. Didn't they, uh, to get him? The Ravens? No, no, no. The Miami getting Nick Chubb. I, I mean, they, uh, Bradley Chubb. Bradley Chubb. I think they, I think they gained a running back from the 49ers. No, you mean the Broncos? Oh. Either way, my point is, I think they had to give up one of their running backs. They had mm-hmm. to give up like a first, a fourth, and a fifth. I would say, just from a value standpoint alone, the Ravens win. And not to mention, Bradley Chubb's a little injury prone, which for me just tilts the scale in favor of Roquan Smith to the Ravens being the most impactful trade. What do you think, Justin? I mean, you already know who you're asking, so you already know who I'm rooting for. Roquan Smith to the Ravens is a good pickup by our boys, and here's the reason why. He fits our scheme. He plays and he plays defense the way a Raven player would play defense. He is the leading tackler in the NFL. I'll take that. Thank you very much. I believe he upgrades our passing our pass defense. And overall, I think he I think he'll fit in that locker room because in our locker room, we have a collection of guys, and you need to our personalities need to gel. And I think he fits that. I think his performance will show up on the field as soon as he touches down on Monday Night Football against the Saints. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. He'll show his dominance, have like a ten-plus tackle game, maybe a a forced fumble, a pass deflection, you know, stuff like that. But it, uh, but overall, I think it's a good pickup, and we only had to give up a second and a fifth. Classic Eric Acosta move. But the only downside to it is that contract's coming up, and we have to pay Lamar. So I'm not sure we can give him the long-term deal that he wants, but I think that I'll, I'll look at this more as a rental than a, a long-term deal. But if we can sign both Lamar and Roquan Smith, I'm happy. So good That's signing. a big if, but it's doable at least. We can always try. We can always try. Seriously, though, if you get like a half-season rental out of Roquan Smith, I, that's just that's just bad luck. I'm sorry. You've got to get that guy in already kind of a contract workout. You know? Because that's usually what these players do. If you're trading for a guy on an expiring deal, usually they try to hammer out a, a, like at least the infrastructure of a deal you know, before the trade. But whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. Eric DaCosta move, I guess, as you said. <laughs> 
So uh, I kind of wanted to look at like some of the other trades, if that's all right with you. No problem. Chase Claypool. He takes his TikToking ways to the Bears to annoy a whole new fan base. That's going to be exciting. Yeah. I mean, think about it. The only really good Bears receiver is Darnell Mooney. Who else do they have? The underwhelming rookie, Vellis Jones. The greatest threat to world peace known as Nikhil Harry. You needed Claypool, and if you really think that Justin Fields is the guy, then you would be wise to surround him with weapons. Yeah, it would be the wise thing to do, but Chicago Bears aren't that wise considering what they tried to do these past few years with Justin Fields. No, they are not. But unfortunately, this just is the situation that it is. But yeah. Did, I will say they at least attempted to give him a good wide receiver in Chase Claypool. If he can focus in and harness the tools that he has, he could be a dangerous player for Chicago Bears. Yeah, that's a big if. Yeah. You know, old TikTok man there. If he can't, he may be more of a distraction than he is a benefit, which, again, will hurt Justin Fields' development than health. So hopefully he's more of a former than the latter. So I want to say it's a good move by Chicago because they need a wide receiver to help develop Justin Fields, but I'm not sure this is the guy you want to go for. Yep. The other one I want to talk about is Calvin Ridley to the Jaguars. <laughs> well, you obviously, he's this year. Now you go. You go. Sorry. My fault. Uh, you can't use him this year. You could say he gambled away his future this season. Yeah. And they're going to have to sign sign him eventually or put him on a franchise tag. I don't even know what to say about this one. This one is interesting from the standpoint of you know you won't play this year. You're trading for a guy that won't immediately help you on on the football field, but you want him to be a part of your long-term plans. Are you going to give him a long-term deal, considering what he did the last time he had good money? Or how would you go about it? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. I mean, you know, when you're going to sign a gambler like that, I guess risky odds are kind of your thing. Oh, I'm I sorry. I had to. I had to say that. No, nah, because I I believe the game he bet on was the Falcons beating the Jaguars. Yeah, I know. That's the funny part. Yeah, that's crazy. And it's now so, he's a Jaguar. Yeah, but look, when he comes back this season, he and uh, Christian Kirk are going to be a, a really good duo for Trevor Lawrence to throw to. Yeah, and I, I just I like that the Jaguars are no longer allowing Trevor uh, Trevor Lawrence to be sold out. I really am. And it's nice that so they're actually, get this, helping him. Isn't that nice to help out, you know, your franchise quarterback? Yes, it is. All right. Anything else you want to talk about with the trade deadline or any – or Naeem Hines to the Bills? Actually, building. yeah. yeah. Other than that, there is one thing. TJ Hawkinson to the Vikings. We teased it earlier. I think we really kind of have to follow through, No. Yeah, we do. That's an that's that that two tight end set is going to be dangerous with Irv Smith Jr. Yeah, I can say. I don't know if Irv Smith Jr. is healthy though. I don't think so. I think they say he's going to be out eight to ten weeks. I think I read that. Don't quote me on it, but I think he's going to be out for a bit. And if you consider that Hawkinson is going to be with arguably the best receiver in the league in Justin Jefferson. That's going to be scary. And when you look at the backfield that has Alexander Madison 
and the main show, Dalvin Cook, mm-hmm. that offense is going to be scary. And Vikings, you now set you set up some expectations for yourself, haven't you? Mm-hmm. Don't blow it. Do yeah. not. And now that I'm thinking about it, if Aerosmith can come back healthy next year, they might be even more dangerous because they can run different formations with just the two of them. Yeah. Um, man, that that is a dream right there for later down the road. But for right now, he yep. comes in to replace Aerosmith Jr., replaces production, maybe even a bit more of an upgrade because I believe TJ Hawkinson is a better blocker than he is. And he's a Pro Bowl tight end, so there's that. Yeah. Overall, that's a good pickup for what they gave up for him. Oh, and uh, Justin, we were talking about the Dolphins running back trade there. Yeah. It turns out in that uh, Bradley Chubb deal, they did send Chase Edmonds, you know, to Denver. Oh, okay. That's what However, they did get Jeff Wilson from the 49ers. So, you know, lose a running back, gain a running back. That's the way we do it. <laughs> So basically, they're just taking 49ers running backs and trying to see if they're any productive elsewhere. Yes. Pretty yeah. much. They have Raheem Mozart. They now have Jeff Wilson. Yeah. All right. The Miami 49ers in the running back room. Oh, yeah. I was about to say the San Francisco Dolphins, but yeah, that could work. Uh, I wanted to briefly <laughs> touch on Naheem Hines to, to the uh, Bills. That is a good, good pickup for him. That is a good pickup. Oh, yeah. Especially since he's a receiving back. Allen will have a lot of fun with him. Yep. He's a receiving back. He can run in between the tackles, and he can be on your special teams part. Oh, yep. yeah. Bill's got a really good weapon there. Yes, they do. That is a – I'm not going to – that's a – is it a – yeah, that's a steal for what he'll do for that offense. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a steal. All right, coming up, the long-awaited Formosy fan box questions. We give you one once every week, and we hope that you give us good answers to follow. You're listening to the Formosy podcast. Welcome back to the Formation Podcast. I am your wonderful host, Justin Tucker, along with my good friend, CJ Medeiros. Now, it is time for the Formation Fanbox question. We post a question filter on our Instagram story every Monday, and you can respond with hot takes, questions, and more. And we will discuss it and give you a shout out on our podcast. Respond to next week's Fanbox question to be featured on our show. The question of the week. What did you want to see at this year's trade deadline? Diego underscore four five five said Broncos get an offensive weapon. Nope. No. Like I get what you're trying to say. The problem is they it's not like they're like devoid of weapons. They're they just devoid of a good head coach. True. In Broncos Russell- country, let's ride. 
And Russell Wilson doesn't look like Russell Wilson either. Imagine Geno Smith actually being better than Russell Wilson this year. Who would have thought? Me neither. I didn't see that on my NFL bingo. No, me neither. Uh, Connor Fallon says Bears want to trade for once. Uh, it depends on what you call the Steelers deal there. And depends on how you see the Rokon Smith thing. I mean, they did add draft capital depending on what they want to do in the draft. They did gain a second and a fifth in their thing. So we get just kudos to them for that. So if they're just gaining draft capital to get players they want from the draft or to move up in the draft to get players, I could I could see them winning a trade, especially if the Ravens don't keep Rokon Smith. But other than that, it's very dependent on how good Chase Claypool becomes for Justin Fields. Stephen Parker, I want to see Brandon Wilson get traded from the Bengals. We don't need him. Well, sorry, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. <laughs> Better luck next time. Daniel Laziak, DJ Moore or Cooks to the Jet Jets? Yep, sorry, <laughs> not happening. Not happening. He's Cooks is staying where he is, and so is DJ Moore. Unfortunately, I wanted DJ Moore in Baltimore, but I guess I don't worry. He just would have taken his helmet off and cost you the game there. <laughs> he didn't cost him the game. The damn kicker did. I'm sick and tired of everybody. Okay, it was a 45 yard PAT. A 45 yarder isn't a a makeable one. A makeable. Look, it's one. makeable, but it's not a walk in the park. I'm sorry. No, no, no. DJ no, no, Moore no. doesn't take his helmet off and doesn't incur that stupid penalty. No. Then Eddie Pinheiro has a better shot at it. It's just off. First off, first off, he was off the field, so he shouldn't have gotten the penalty anyway. Number two. And yet here we are. It doesn't matter. My point is, if you know that's a risk, Pinheiro should have made the damn kick. He should have made the damn kick. It was a 45-yarder. That's far from a gimme. And then he had a 41-yarder. Miss. I'm yeah, that's still, far, that's still pretty far from a gimme. It's still 41 yards. No, no. You, you can mess up once. You can't mess up twice. I'm not blaming DJ Moore for that. I refuse to give him. No. Well, it's still his fault the game went into overtime. Let's be he honest. shouldn't have went into overtime. Yeah, he shouldn't have taken off his helmet afterward. No matter how you feel about that penalty, like – that still put Eddie Pinheiro in an awful situation, and even you can't deny that. If you can't make a 45-yard field goal or a 41-yard field goal, you don't belong in the NFL. That's just the end of the argument. Well, he can make them. It's just like you can't expect it to be 100% every time. It's not like a regular PAT. That's literally a longer side that. field goal. When it matters most you, most, you need to get it. That's how you earn your keep in the NFL. And you can't. Well, well look, it. you're a Ravens fan, so you've obviously been spoiled by Justin Tucker. Not, not every kicker is Justin fair. Tucker. Not, not, not the you, the up. kicker. Let's not bring that up. You know what? We're just going to agree to disagree on this one. All right. Yeah, that's fair. Ian Muller said Panthers trading for Lamar would be amazing. Yeah, we're not even answering the phone if you even try to propose us with that. That's not happening. All fun and games till he walks. No, I'm just messing with you. He ain't walking. We'll, I, I, I know he's not. I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. Isaac Zonana. Fins get DBs. They did not. Nope, not a one. Landon Weber. DJ Moore gets out of Carolina. See that? Landon Weber agrees with me. I think he should get out of Carolina, but he won't this year. That's yeah, not this year. And then Eli Turner says Broncos get some picks. Oh, your Christmas wish came true, Eli. Definitely came true. They did get some picks. A first-round pick. Congratulations. Oh, yeah. For Bradley Chubb. 
not too shabby. Yep, not too shabby. And All you right. got Chase Edmonds, too. So, you know, it's old fumble fingers. Melvin Gordon doesn't have to carry the load. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's not so bad because then they get Chase Edmonds to replace Javante Williams. Because I don't think Melvin Gordon's doing it for them right now. He is not. Remember when he was good? I remember. I, like one I remember season. 2018. I remember 2018. Yeah. Peace. All right. So anything else you want to talk about before we wrap this up? Honestly, uh, no. I am perfectly fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm good, too. I don't think I have anything else to talk about. So that'll do it, do it for us tonight. Thank you for listening to us. We have episodes out on Tuesdays and Fridays at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We also have all our episodes available on Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and so much more. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram at FumbleRuski underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast and the latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we will see you next week over and out.